420. Ah, this is hot, eh? <laughs> Welcome, all you creeps, to the pilot episode of Murder on the 420 Express podcast. This podcast will be investigating the bizarre, creepy, horrific cases in human history that involve the supernatural, paranormal, ancient civilizations, serial killers, cults, cannibalism, and so much more. First, we'd like to start off with two simple introductions to put the voices to the personalities. I'm Lisa. I am the conspiracy theorist. I swear to God, I don't look as crazy as I sound. <laughs> or do I? She might. Currently, she does have green hair, so she might look that crazy. But she's very friendly. She doesn't bite. <laughs> or do I? Mm. Question everything. 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 Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mandy, and I absolutely fucking love horror. So you're going to hear a lot about that from my investigations, as well as I'm obsessed with the supernatural, serial killers, cults, everything you can imagine. So I'm going to be the darker side of the podcast, uh, the prime investigator, as well as Lisa and I will be doing the investigations and theories side by side while getting stoned and mind blown. So we just smoked a little something fun. (laughs) His name (laughs) is King Louis the 13th. The 13th. Actually known for his fashion, which I thought was kind of an odd name for the weed, but super nice. Yeah. It definitely um, sticks out there. You'll know you have it by its smell. Oh, yeah. It's got some skunk funk, everyone. uh, It definitely announces itself like the people of the 1600s. Oh, yeah, definitely. Pungent. Bathed once a year. (laughs) Totally, totally. So it's got a nice floral aroma covering up yes. that skunk funk. Makes yes. you want to smoke it. Mm-hmm. Um, courtesy of Leafly. Not, yes. Not, not, what's the word? Direct. Promoted. Oh, not necessarily promoting, promoting but totally or... feel free to check it out if you want. Okay. Um, we'll promote if they pay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, courtesy of Leafly, when you look it up, and learn a little bit more about the strain. It has, it's very piney, it's very earthy. Um, so, like, you notice that when yeah. you're smoking it. You're Definitely like, wow. like that dirt it's taste, very, but nice. It's like, dirty. Maybe, it's like high school weed, but with like a kick, you know? Maybe him, maybe, maybe the plant itself hadn't had taken a bath either. Just I like don't think so. Hey. Maybe that's why it's so smelly. I don't necessarily want to bathe my plants, just dry them out and smoke them. I think that's the way to do it. Don't we do that with every plant? Well, I don't smoke oregano. <laughs> but there are people out there that do. There are. I wouldn't recommend it. I hear that that's not very good for you, actually. It will really bother your lungs. Sometimes people smoke catnip, too. And lavender. I've heard that gets you on, like, a higher level. But we're not going to be doing that in this podcast. We're just going to get stoned, mind blown, and do our investigations. If you want to smoke oregano or lavender while we smoke weed, totally no feel free. No judgments. No judgments. Trip on acid, listen to us. Trip on shrooms, listen to us. I mean, we're not saying do that, but you can if you want to. <laughs> we're not promoting the use of um, psychedelics, but we are saying if you want a better train of thought, or a higher train of thought. <laughs> yeah. Come to our side of the tracks. Hey! <laughs> I think we got that one together. <laughs> Alright, so what do we got today? All what right. do you have for me today? Ooh, let me uh, open up my Mary Poppin 
velvet bag and see what I can pull out in my bag of tricks. Jing, 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 jing. That was supposed to be like the sound effects for her pulling out like the hat rack, you know? <laughs> okay. It was a lot better in person. I'm kind of stoned right now. So, uh, we're going to be talking about The Bell Witch, which was a case that was the first paranormal case ever investigated by the U.S. government in the early 1800s that was deemed a possible supernatural cause for the death of John Bell Sr. Uh, So, let's get started in the beginning of the timeline. In the early 1800s, John Bell moved his family from North Carolina to the Red River bottomland in Robertson County, Tennessee, that's now known as Adams, Tennessee. Uh, Bells grew their land, as well as they grew their family by three more children, including Elizabeth, known as Betsy in 1806, (laughs) Richard in 1811, and Joel in 1813. Fucking Joel. I know, Joel's a very just random name in the rest of them. There's always that douchebag kid name, Joel. Joel. Well, as I said before, Lisa and I were talking about this a couple nights ago. I totally think Joel was just like a milkman's kid. I think that he might have been a neighbor's kid. He just doesn't seem like he fits. You don't even hear a lot about him, so maybe they're just trying to hide that fact. You know what I'm saying? Like, kid. ding! Hello, Miss Bell. Are you ready to have some fun? Is your husband out in the cornfields today? I don't know, sir. Wow. I think he might be going in the cornfields shooting at some crazy creatures, so let me just step on in and we'll produce a kid named Joel in about nine months. Anyways, don't you worry. In 1817, John Bell, um, his first encounter with the supernatural or paranormal is that he shot at a creature while he was tending his cornfields. What kind of creature? I know, it's kind of enticing with that. Uh, So, this creature had the body of a or, sorry, the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit. I was going to reverse the two, but I was like, that's a weird fucking looking creature. Both are kind of weird. So... A jackalope. A jackalope. I don't know. It kind of looks like a weird looking beagle Boston Terrier mix with, the, like, long ears. You don't hear Boston about this creature referenced... don't really have... I mean, they... There's no... I mean... you're thinking of a bloodhound bloodhounds have floppy ears oh no yeah i was thinking of that like a boston terrier mixed with a beagle but i guess that oh. would be like a puggle i don't know i've never seen a puggle. you've never <laughs> seen a puggle before no but that might have been what john bell witnessed cute. in the 1800s a fucking puggle, a just puggle out in there. his cornfields and he's like by golly i gotta shoot at this creature what was he doing out there anyways was this daytime or nighttime I don't know. It just basically stated in all the accounts that he was tending to his cornfields, but I don't know, like, besides watering okay, your cornfields, well, I wonder what you tend to. I don't know what he was tending to. If fucking Mrs. Bell had the milk Had an affair. Who he might be out there. Mrs. Bell didn't have one either. Maybe he just really likes corn. Maybe he just loves his corn way too much. Maybe he's out there pooping in his cornfields. Yeah. Well, nobody else was there to account this story. So maybe he was pooping, maybe he was jacking off, maybe he was loving his corn too much. So you're out there in the middle of a cornfield with a gun, and you're gonna... Obviously creatures were a common occurrence if you brought a fucking gun out there. Something was a common occurrence. Hmm. Seems fishy. Continue. (laughs) I must know more. Later that night, after the weird creature incident, uh, there was a noise similar to, like, a knocking or a beating on the door. 
um, and outside of his entire log house. And every time Bell and his elder sons uh, ran out to try and find out whatever was making this beating noise, they came back empty-handed. Um, so that night was the night of day one, basically, if you take, like, paranormal activity breakdowns, like, day one. Fucking creature reminds me of a Law & Order episode. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got day one with the weird creature and the beating and the rapping on the log house. Uh, the next few nights that followed, the, uh, noise outside continued and grew more intense. Along with the sounds outside, the Bell children also complained that their bed covers were being pulled down and pillows tossed around at night with no visible culprit. Now, Lisa, I had to break here because you have a two-year-old, right? I do. And... Uh, no, <laughs> he's three! Oh, right. His birthday's day, Friday the 13th. How fucking rad is that? Born um, at 11.13 p.m. Fuck yeah, dude. Three years old. He's the cutest kid. Uh, named after an ancient Egyptian god, which is fucking badass. His name is Osiris. I know. So nobody else can take that name because uh, Lisa literally has the cutest kid with that name. So sorry, True. taken. Uh, but I was going to say, isn't sleeping with kids, like, I don't know, I've definitely watched okay. my cousin's kids, and they're fucking nuts when they sleep, but they're, like, throwing blankets off, throwing temper tantrums in their sleep, like, they do not know how to act, so I feel like with no invisible culprit, it might just be these kids going through, like, some weird growing pains. Okay, well, Osiris himself is a very terrifying sleeper. He <laughs> fucking talks oh, the fuck around, okay? When he has nightmares and he comes in, I'm just like, okay, baby, sleep with me. And then the next thing I know, I've got a foot jammed in your jaw. my jaw, pushing my <laughs> head up while half my body is off of the bed and the rest is for the child. Yeah, don't you get like a sliver at the very end portion that you get to sleep on? <laughs> I guess, I guess the other night, Sean woke up with Osiris, but oh, I didn't. Yeah. Like, I didn't wake up at all, and I guess he woke up, and he was like, okay, I didn't think anything of it, and the next thing you know, Sean is being pushed off the bed, and me and Osiris are just fine. <laughs> Sean realizes that motherhood is hard. <laughs> there are some days where I just don't want to wake up yet, yeah. okay? Let me have my Your body, like, knows his cries now. Your body's like, oh, he's crying because, you know, he just is whining and doesn't want to go to sleep, as opposed to he's crying because something's trying to get at him. Hmm. So, obviously, the other night, you were probably just like... Osiris, you just need to go to sleep. Just close your eyes. Cry it out, baby. P pretty much. It's just like, it's your mind playing tricks on you. I'm like, so you needed it? sleep. <laughs> Do I need sleep? Yes. Your son's very cute. But being a mother in general, get sleep when you can. It's very true. <laughs> All, All right. right. So, um... A few things just to speculate that have been speculated in this case uh, that evolve around the beginning activity is possible poltergeist, evil spirit, uh, I don't want to see this, but you'll kind of get the gist later on, but like demonic activity, or uh, the beating or rapping on the outside of the house might have just been howling wind and trees, although there's no record of that. And I kind of think that might have been common sense back then, you know, oh, it's a tree just hitting against the house, and obviously it takes a while for a tree to grow. So, having that just affect the house now, mm -hmm. I feel it's just kind of a weird theory to have. Anyways. Well, what deems it as demonic or a poltergeist sort of activity? 
who did what to somebody that they shouldn't have done. <laughs> There's a few cases of that in here, um, but we'll get back to that here in just a moment. So first off with poltergeist, I just want to explain that a lot of times people think that poltergeist and an evil spirit or demonic presence are synonymous, but actually they're not. Uh, poltergeist actually means that um, there is is uh, that there's accumulated energy, usually pertaining to tragic events. A lot of times when there's gruesome murders or if there's um, some type of abuse going on, which is where Hollywood kind of took it with an American haunting, um, that a poltergeist will appear and basically it will start to take your things or it can appear and manifest itself into an actual um, apparition in a sense and start to slap you and pull your hair, move furniture, such as in some of the cases with Amityville Horror where there was a big debate, was it an evil presence or was it um, actual poltergeist activity? Now you go into the evil presence, which is usually stemmed from um, some type of occult summoning, which we'll get into a little bit later because there is a little bit of this in this case. Um, and then uh, demonic activity obviously falls hand in hand with that evil presence summoning. I know, real fun, right? Either way, uh, the case kind of describes these kids getting beat up, uh, primarily uh, Betsy. So shortly after a few encounters... Um, what did she do to fucking irritate I know. Guys? She must have fucked up. I don't know, sometimes... Okay, so there's a couple different things when we get into it. I wonder if there was like a little bit of a jealous ghost, you know, like maybe Betsy was pretty for her time. And what is this, fucking Snow White? No, <laughs> no, dude, it's Who's like... Who's the prettiest in the land, John Bell? <laughs> My daughter, Bessie. Wrong answer! Wrong. <laughs> We're gonna beat the fuck out of her! Not like you could see this ghost either, so it's not like you could even compare, but for some reason this ghost had it out for Betsy. Um, so yeah, so that's one thing, is maybe she was just too pretty and the ghost was just too jealous. She I know, she done fucked up she just bet, being born, she, she right? She just looked ugly. She just, yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, uh, so after the few encounters where the bed covers were being pulled and the pillows were being tossed around, a disembodied voice began to appear, and it started as faint whispering and singing, sounding like an elderly woman. Um, My impression was spot on. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the fairest <laughs> of them all. Yes, she was definitely very much like a... It sounds like an evil cunt, but um, I, you can't tell if she's like a grandma ghost, you know? Like, if she's just really, like, disappointed with Betsy with half of the stuff that she might be doing... Aside from, you know, being in her parents' house, maybe, they don't know, she might be going down the river being a little hussy. Not that that's wrong, totally be sexually free. like... A thing so, back then? A part of the time. I mean, I could see it if she was, like, considered, like, an adult in their eyes. Yeah. I mean, and at this time, Betsy was, like, what? She was born in 1806, so she was 11 years old. So maybe 11? that's a wrong claim. Yeah. That's as old as your... It's Caitlyn. Uh, I know. Caitlyn's my stepdaughter. And, yeah, that... I see. I couldn't see Caitlyn doing that. That's why I assumed that maybe she was just too pretty. Because I tend like, to think that I have, like, one of the prettiest stepdaughters. fucking ghost... <laughs> No, dude, I would not no. be okay. So, like, what would incline these people to stay other than the fact that they owned this land? Well, get this. Okay, so the uh, disembodied voice, then after a few days later, they don't give a specific timeline, um, appears full-blown attacks are happening against Betsy. That included hair pulling, slapping, and leaving welts and palm prints, which is just a really aggressive spirit, if you ask me. I have no idea. So there are, you know, poltergeists that are known to, like, pull your feet and stuff.
stuff like that and pull your hands, but there's also an evil presence. Like, to actually slap you that hard... Plus, there's also speculation that maybe John Bell might have been an abusive drunk, which there's no actual historical recorded evidence of that, but in those times, you really didn't talk about a lot of abuse that happened. No, you didn't. So blaming so it, it on the evil spirit at that point might not be so far-fetched until other people started to witness the activity. True. Uh, so anyways, John Bell Sr., or Old Jack, as the spirit began to refer to him, uh, was known to be a proud man in the community, a uh, proud religious man, um, and he actually confided in one of his neighbors named James Johnston. And uh, he actually asked if uh, Mr. Johnston and his family would stay at his house, and Johnston agreed. Uh, he stayed only one night, and James and his eldest son tried to do all these like little tricks to almost catch the spirit and see what was going on and trying to debunk every attack Is that it was a happening. Fucking rabbit. You know, or I assume that's how they probably set it up. You know, like the box and the stick. Fucking Elmer. Fudd <laughs> what do you leave us like a little right like, now? A little. Do you leave a little carrot for your spirit, or do you leave a little piece of cheese? Like, what would a spirit? You just put Betsy in the box. That <laughs> that's really fucked up. <laughs> Order <laughs> yours now. It's a Betsy in a box. Betsy in a box. Are you tired, run down, listless? Do you poop out at parties? You might need Betsy in a box. She keeps it interesting. <laughs> well, all your problems are in this little box here. You think you have a bed? Buy a Betsy in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Only $19.95 for six months. Shipping and handling is free. Only for six down payments of $19.95. <laughs> Betsy could be all yours. <laughs> Anyways, um, so James and his family, or Mr. Johnson and his family, decide to spend the night. They try to do it all debunking. Sure enough, to no avail, they are not able to catch this spirit or tame this spirit. Well, In fact, no fucking shit. I know. It's something you can't. What is this, Ghostbusters? You're just gonna fucking get one of the ghost boxes out? Spirit box, zing, 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 spaghetti, zing, 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 apple cider, zing, 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 zing. I mean, they didn't have that kind of technology. They didn't even have spaghetti back then. I just. I recently watched a spirit box episode where it said spaghetti and it just cracked me up. So, I mean, maybe the spirit was from the future and it just, you know, throwing people off back then. <laughs> this reminds me of Mr. Krabs. Or Why? when Plankton, like, had a robot Mr. Krabs and it was just like, formioli, form, or for, uh, ravioli, ravioli, <laughs> give me the formioli. <laughs> no, I just remember Mr. Krabs, like, or no, uh, Plankton's, like, electronic robot wife that would do, like, Karen? holographic meatloaf. <laughs> You can also get yourself a Karen with a Betsy in a box. <laughs> you can catch a spirit in a holographic some... meatloaf. <laughs> hey, it sounds like everyone's Sunday dinner, okay? <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, so uh, James Johnson gets attacked, and uh, he actually gets brutally assaulted by the spirit, uh, having his what? bed covers disrupted. So he was kind of creepy, what? like, led up to it. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a little... Um, climactic point where it started to pull down the bed covers and then all of a sudden bam just started like a huge slap attack like five or six slaps no okay it was trying to seduce him okay and he was like i'm a i'm a faithful man i'm an honest man it's like scary movie two when they were in the mansion Oh, yeah, when the spirits all trying to just get mad her. Pretty much, if you don't watch a historical account of what happened to James Johnston, just uh, run Scary Movie 2. That's pretty much happened. Then imagine it happened in the 1800s. Oh, oh my gosh. I forgot about that scene. That's funny. Um, okay, so then after he was really assaulted, he yelled out, In the name of the Lord, who are you and what do you want? 
Yo, and with weird. no response, <laughs> with no response, uh, the rest of the night was said to be quiet and peaceful, and I'm pretty sure nobody slept that night. I personally wouldn't fucking sleep that night. <coughs> That's too them. much. <coughs> I, I wouldn't even stay the rest of the I'd night. Be I'd be like, I'm gone. fucking out. Yeah, let That's me go back bad. to my own property where I don't have a spirit, and I can sleep peacefully with my family yeah, and protect that, my family. That guy didn't even live there. Why the fuck did he stay? Because back in the 1800s, when someone invited you to sleep over, Lisa, you stayed. <laughs> fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just but imagining... But if something fucking touches me inappropriately... I am getting the fuck out. <laughs> it was okay. one of the village rules, right? They invite you over. Fuck you stay. your village rules. <laughs> this just happened. All right, so over time, the tax attacks continued, uh, but it appeared that the disembodied voice either gained strength or manifested into an intelligent being, or I should say presence, because you didn't really see the spirit. It began to carry on oh, uh, intelligent conversations with members of the family, um, although early on in the investigation, there was no such example, but there were multiple accounts of, quote-unquote, an intelligent conversation. I don't really know what they talked about or what you would verify as intelligent, because they'll honestly say that parrots are intelligent, and there are a lot of parrots that are, but they say simple things like, oh, you jackass, or, oh, can I get some food? Like, Polly want a cracker? Hey, That's their intelligence. My grandpa's parrot, Fred, is fucking awesome. Oh, I have nothing against parrots. I think they're fucking rad. He can whistle the little Calvary thing, the, um... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I got this. It's, a, it's at the tip of my tongue. It's like the... And that's what he'll say. So basically, my point is that the uh, manifested spirit might be just whistling that, and they're like, "Oh, it's intelligent." (laughs) Okay, so if you although I wouldn't want to assault it, like to be honest, from the paranormal side of it, when they mean intelligent, they mean like it was actually giving intelligent answers back, like "Who are you?" and it's just like, um such and such. I'm not supposed to tell you who I am. And so, what do you want? Your fucking soul. Like, <laughs> that's so, intelligent. <laughs> what I take from that is either A, they didn't ask the right questions because obviously they never got the answer to what this thing was. Or B, nobody remembered. Another thing too, as I want to point out, they were on a really isolated piece of property and back then the hygiene and the water filtration systems were not always the best and so I wonder sometimes if maybe something from the ground... Uh, might have poisoned their water or poisoned their crops or the poop. They the go poop. out there to poop in their. Oh yeah, so Lisa has this theory, guns. and we gotta bring this up because this cracked us up the other night when we were smoking. Lisa has a theory that John Bell <laughs> was, was actually was out there. Okay, he went out because you. Okay, it's in the middle of the night. There's nobody else with him. <laughs> he sees this fucking creature, and he automatically just has his pistol. What do men do when they go out into the middle of their cornfields with their guns? Well, they go out there to poop. Okay? Actually, well, <laughs> how do you gonna fucking protect yourself against shit like that? Okay, so if you're on Family Feud against Lisa and Steve Harvey asks, so what is the number one answer to why people go out into their cornfields? And you got Lisa beep, 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 to take mm. a shit. All right, Lisa, let's see if that answer's on the board. Although I sound nothing like Steve Harvey, so I apologize, Harvey, if you're ever listening to this. You have a really great voice, and I did not do it justice. And a great mustache. Oh, yeah. And your clothing is, like, on points. I really like it. Keep your good style. Um, Anyway, so then he's like, 
what does the board read? I forgot what exactly he says. And the number one answer is to take a shit. Then you know all along that Lisa was, in fact, right. But I, see, I grow corn, and my boyfriend's very courteous. He does not take a shit in the corn. I mean, but maybe it would grow better corn. Now. <laughs> you know, back then they had Dude, bro, you know he could have been getting his dick sucked, okay? You don't fucking know. You buy this creature, but then all of a sudden the creature decided, I'm out, you know, hit it and quit it. I suck in your dick, but now I'm gone. Or maybe he was being with the creature, and then he got mad. He got pissed off that it just left, because maybe it left him hanging with some blue balls, and he just shot at it. you just said the creature. Yeah. That would be bestiality. I, you know what, I didn't put it against John Bell. He might have woken something that was not all right. I mean, I'm not claiming that. If John Bell Jr. or John Bell Sr. Spirit's also listening, I'm not claiming you were in bestiality. Just but if all you could please here. let us know if these accounts are correct. <laughs> if Lisa ever gets a spirit box, please just answer that for us. Because I have some serious questions. Is this being our first case? Yeah, there's a lot of weird questions to it. All right, going back to it. Um, let's see here. Next bullet points. So uh, this is where it gets really interesting, historically speaking, besides everything else, is that uh, General Andrew Jackson, who eventually became President Andrew Jackson, gets involved in the case. Uh, two of John Bell's senior's eldest sons were actually part of An- Andrew Jackson's unit, and through letters and storytelling amongst the campfires and everything like that, Andrew Jackson gets wind of this uh, malevolent spirits activity at the Bell family property. So he decides that while passing through, going on to another camp to fight another battle, that he's actually going to stay a couple nights at the Bell family property. When he gets there, uh, he his horses go buck wild. They will not stay put. Oh, yeah. All of his men start getting really creeped out. I mean, they're like beating and lashing and horrible to do these to horses, but they can't figure out what's going on. They refuse to move. They refuse to tow the wagon. They refuse to take Andrew Jackson anywhere. And if you've never ridden a horse, never been bucked off, it is not pleasant. This happened to a few of them that were out there. Um, so, to go ahead and go further on. creatures. They're, they're very um, spiritual sensitive. creatures, too. A lot of, like, Native American mythology, a lot of um, locations and regions that have horses will state that the horses are the first ones to kind of pick up on spiritual activity. And, Lisa, you were actually saying that horses were extremely sensitive. Oh, yeah, they're extremely timid. Like, they will know that you're scared right off the bat. Because, like, if you're scared, you know, your horse is scared. So, Yeah. Don't be scared, and a horse won't buck you off. Basically, Lisa's trying to say, you know, you can get a dog, you can get a cat, you can even get a parrot, but your best form of protection against paranormal activity is to buy yourself a horse. Word. Right? Mm-hmm. Just get yourself some land, or don't even get some land. I mean, you can keep a horse in the house. It's not recommended. And you definitely have to take a bears in the house. Dude, some people actually do. They'll keep bears. There was a family that was, like, living with a moose, which I thought was fucking badass. Um, I basically, I'm an animal animal person above being a people person, so I would accept any animal. My boyfriend gets really mad at me when I bring home, like, stray animals that I found. She's like, babe, we can't keep these anymore. And I'm like, babe, we can't. Yeah, I rescued a baby crow. Let me just tell you about this. So, I found this crow. It was having a hard time flying. All the other crows are, like, really bullying it because that's the natural selection. 
So I decided, well, guess what? I've got crows in my neighborhood. Like, I could take it home and I can baby it. I had it for a couple nights. His name was Felix Simon. He was uh, absolutely adorable. I let him go, but driving home to my house and also driving back to my work while I had to get a box for him, he sat perched on my shoulder while I was driving. And let me just tell you, if you've never felt like a badass queen pirate witch in your life, <laughs> get a crow. Find a crow, put them on your shoulder. They are the most loving, beautiful creatures. I mean, one of the most loving, beautiful creatures. Dude, he Fucking just looks cool. so haggard. I know, he, he just, had like these, he'd been like belly all rubbed out from like being on the sidewalk and not being able to fly. Go check it out, it's on her Instagram page. Yeah, check out Hawkswolf, and uh, Lisa is also Metal, metal Meets Basic, right? Yes. Go follow us, as well as our Instagram handle for our podcast, Murder on the 420 Express. Mm-hmm. Do it now, mid-podcast. Yes, go check out this haggard-looking bird, because <laughs> He's he so fucking cute. So dorky, it's ridiculous. Like, he knew only your mother could love. He knew that you were taking a fucking picture of him. He just knew it. He was just like, I know. (laughs) He's like when your kid goes through, like, an awkward stage, like, I don't know, like, 12, 13, and they've got braces and pimple and, like, a bad haircut, Mm. but you still love them, and you know they're going to grow out of it. That was this crow. And guess what? He's actually nested in our neighborhood with the other crows, so I feel like a badass crow queen. Let's just take a minute. Hell yeah. Rescue an animal if you can. Alright, so what happened? Did they pass? So they did. They did. But um, let me just tell you, so Andrew Jackson has a famous line, and it actually coined the term the Bell Witch, and that famous line was, By the eternal, boys, that must be the Bell Witch, which in modern day speak, if you didn't pick that up, says, By golly. Not even by golly, that's not even fucking modern. Well, fuck. That's the Bell Witch. Basically is what he was saying. So it uh, allowed them permission onto the property. Yes, it. The spirit. And uh, left them with a foreboding promise to visit them later. So, in Andrew Jackson unit, there were two men. One that stepped forward and prominent and the other one that wrote about the accounts later. That claimed to be witch tamers or quote-unquote witch hunters and could suppress the evil spirit. Well, obviously, if the Bell family's having a hard enough time, and that's already, like, six or seven members, and then you've got the Johnson family that's already, like, five to six members themselves, now mm-hmm. you've got, a like, an actual military unit, and two members are stepping forward, I think that spirit is just gonna laugh, which it basically did, and it ended up wrangling up the one that stepped forward and doing a brutal attack of, like, slapping him, leaving welts and palm prints as well, and, uh... Uh, in my theory, I think it probably cackled away, but there was a shriek that was noted in some historical accounts. Um, a shriek? Yeah, kind of like a banshee. <clears throat> Anyways, Ka-ka. so uh, uh, going further now, um, after Andrew Jackson only stayed a couple nights, and he didn't really reference it any further, so I kind of wonder what is actually true and what's actually not per his account. Um, but is it's Andrew Johnson. Andrew Jackson. Sorry. <laughs> it's Andrew Jackson. He's the guy that's on the $20 bill. I, I, I wouldn't trust him. No, why? <laughs> okay, so Andrew Jackson is the president. This is just what I've heard from, like, I remember when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. My brother, it, my older brother is... Randy. Is his mom is half Native American and his grandpa, his mom's dad, used to come over and visit us and 
I don't remember where I heard the accounts from, but I just remember it was from my childhood that most Native Americans won't accept $20 bills because Andrew Jackson is the reason why there was the Trail of Tears. Yeah, totally. So, that's just what I heard. So, in my honest opinion, I wouldn't trust his statements. Maybe this weird also attacked Andrew Jackson. He was just a proud man and he didn't want to admit it like, oh, fuck. I'm just going to leave and never speak about this again. Fuck, dude. Do you think people would believe you? No, I mean, back then, that's why when we were first talking about Belle being a proud man, I mean, it took him a lot of, like, uh, just severely shaken incidents to finally go to his neighbor. So imagine, like, the future president, when he was just a general, being like, oh, wow, there's a fucking witch. I'm not going to admit this. I'm not going to be crazy, and I'm going to run for office. Even though he does account it, um, there is also multiple accounts that say he did stay two nights, at least two nights, at the Bell property. Uh, do further investigation, if you so wish. Um, but by going further now, Betsy's around the ripe age of 13. Uh, when she, The ripe age. Disgusting. She's a little Georgia peach. Um, <laughs> when she, don't, yeah, that's gross. That's 13, <laughs> when she becomes engaged to a local boy named Joshua Gardner. And back oh. then, the life expectancy was like 40 to 45, so it wasn't well, out of the norm. Fucking congratulations. I know. Most people don't even get engaged until 30 now, and you hear a lot of people bitch about it. Like, man, it took us so long to get engaged. Like, enjoy your fucking life. All right, let Marriage me tell you. Marriage is technically a business transaction and yeah. for religious purposes. So if you're not religious and you're not looking to combine bank accounts, spend the rest of your life with somebody. Your boss or a boss lady, like, you don't dude, want if that. You can ima- if you can manage your money together, if you can, if this is somebody that you know that you can rely on, that yeah. is going to be your partner. Yeah. Then I would see doing it, but for the most part, it's everybody's, it's every little girl's dream to have their oh, wedding. totally. Of course. Totally. I dream about Don't it. Don't even, like, put it past it. But at, at 13, it was totally, like you had said earlier, like an arranged marriage. Yeah, because it's a fucking, that's what marriage is for. It's a business. Betsy, by that. the time you're 14, you're going to be a spinster. Like, you might as well I get married. I want this fucking cow, <laughs> and I'm going to have I you marry the neighborhood boy so that I can get a cow. I need a cow, I need a land, I need a daughter that I can trust, so you're going to marry that boy. Joshua Gardner. And you're going to pop out his babies because that's just what you do. Because you're going to have a lot of land that you're going to have to tame and take care of. And Betsy, you can't take care of all that yourself. You're going to have to produce some children to do the chores around there. Dude, I don't think anybody wants to live back then. No, you know what? You get people who are like, I'd love to live back in such and such age. And I'm like, really? Would you? Do you really? Because the majority of the they population... They don't have wet wipes back there. They don't have iPhones. Can you handle that shit? There's no AC. No AC? There's no heating. Fucking let me tell you, though, if I could go off and live naked in the woods and be, like, a self-forager and completely reliant, I totally would. Wow, child. I totally am. But I also feel like there is a good balance between what we have now and what we can appreciate when we don't have those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anyways, uh, going back to it, Betsy and Joshua's uh, school teacher showed an interest in Betsy uh, and proposed marriage when she got older, but given the engagement, the teacher was really disappointed and wished them well. Her fucking teacher? Yeah, fucking weird, right? Okay, so like, um, his name was Robert Powell. And he actually got married at a really young age and had a secret wife already married in fucking Nashville, Tennessee. 
back then it was also um, so what was he doing living a double life pretty much because back then people didn't even sleep in the same bed half the time Dude. didn't live in the same cities because it was a business transaction you got to think like betsy's getting married at 13 you got to like, think back in those days, too. Who's dating the person that they dated at 13 Dude, or married to that person? Back in those days, Congrats too. Congrats if you are. All you had was your word. Yeah. So you, he, his name could, probably wasn't even Robert Powell. No. Nope. He could have been anybody. No, he could have been anyone. Hugh actually was kind of an interesting person. So in the Hollywood version, they portray, portray him to be kind of like a hero in this situation. But going further into an investigation about Robert Powell himself, he was a student practicing esoterics on a darker scale. So he was practicing like black magic in essence. And with these practices, it is speculated that he possibly summoned a spirit to force Betsy into his arms and stop any force that would hinder that relationship. Um, in fact, you know, with Joshua and Betsy's engagement uh, being short-lived because the spirit would not leave Betsy alone and it specifically intervened when um, Joshua and her were even together, even just like walking down by the river. So it actually took them off of the property and followed Betsy as an attachment and interrupted her engagement. Um, on top of that, the spirit did not manifest That's when Powell was there. Psycho. Yeah, dude. And Powell would visit the house quite often and the spirit was tame, quote unquote, tame his presence, which is another speculation to the black magic. Like if he summoned something for his manipulation, then he summoned it to try, like I said, and stop any force to get in his way. But it would obviously be tame and not bother him in that aspect. Um, now, these are just speculations. Um <laughs> But it does kind of make sense, in all honesty. Like, if you're looking let at it from... Just, let me just tell you about this speculation I heard the other day. Did you hear about Mr. Robert Powell showing interest mm. in Miss Betsy? I know. student. 11, so 11 year age difference. So how did we go from Southern to Jersey? Well, I always... My Southern accent always turns Jersey because <laughs> I'm like 1% European Jew, and I know that about myself, and I feel like that definitely just came out. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of other shit, but that little bit of European Jew always comes out. Um, anyways, uh, so the spirits, like I said, never manifested when Powell was around, and from most accounts, he visited quite often. Uh, now jumping forward, so this happened in a three-year time span, and uh, yeah, dude. And so uh, towards the end or fall of Fuck. 1820, Bell Sr.'s health began to decline, and he began to experience a lot of stroke-like symptoms. Uh, seizures and growing assaults from the entity uh, with one report stating that when Bell gained enough strength to try and want to leave his house or get dressed the spirit would mock him by physically taking off his shoes tossing them and like making him put them back on to man where... I would have just told that spirit you know what you can have those shoes I will walk my <laughs> Fuck, happy right? ass outside barefoot no I need my little Quaker booties <laughs> my little puritan buckle shoes i don't even know if that's what they fucking wore but that's what i imagine another thing you can buy along with the bessie in a box this is secretly an infomercial from the 1800s <laughs> if you didn't quite catch on you buy a lot of shit on this podcast whether you get it or not i don't know you just gotta send the money dude we may <laughs> even be putting these out as merchandise you never fucking know definitely we want to if you want you want some quaker booties we'll get <laughs> some quaker booties for you supposedly bell or pal yeah uh john bell senior shoes just hanged up in frames for your liking and viewing pleasure we'll do it okay so anyways um 
And this was all, uh, the skeptics uh, say that his death was natural causes. A lot of the people that were family and friends and the storytellers that passed along the story of this um, said that he was actually killed by the spirit themselves. So on December 20th, 1820, Bell left this world and his family behind. And given that the case, uh, after the death, the account states that the family member found an unknown, not labeled vial, and the spirit claimed the murder, stating, I gave Jack an old, or I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night, which fixed him. <sighs> like, right? That sounds like such a weird thing to say. Like, that fixed him. Put that nail in the coffin. I mean, but, if that's what they were aiming to do. I mean, they succeeded because he's dead now. But I don't see the need of rubbing it in everybody's face. Like, that's the, the only person you wanted to kill. Here's the thing that's weird with that. Here's the thing that's weird with that. So John Bell's eldest son actually took the vial, supposedly threw it in the fireplace, and exploded into, like, this magnificent smoke. Why would you do that? Destroyed evidence, right? And supposedly it's only the family and friend members that account for his death being part of the spirit's attack. I hear law and order, and I hear premeditated murder. Dun dun. Dun dun. Yeah. It just. Uh, okay, I'm. Maybe I'm, I'm gonna put good faith out there. Maybe they just didn't know any better. So maybe. they actually killed him? Oh, to like throw the vial in their mind, yeah. Yeah. So maybe they just didn't know any better. Maybe they were just like, I'm so sick of this fucking witch. An emotional witch. moment. Just, yeah. boom. I mean, like today, I threw my fucking headset. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing it wasn't a vial that killed your dad. <laughs> like, it could have been so much worse. <laughs> oh, man. But, See, modern times, you know? Still get emotional. Um, I don't know. It just seems really, really weird. Yeah. Were there any more accounts after this? So, yeah, okay, apparently, uh, after the death of Bell Sr., the entity was practically gone for four months, Woo! four whopping Fuck. months after, like, three years of terror. Uh, on April of 1821, it supposedly returned for a brief encounter with Lucy. Yeah, fuck, this is where, like, poor Lucy, but actually, she was the widow and favored by the spirits, and uh, stated it would return in seven years. Um, now it kept its word because apparently the spirit's really good at keeping promises. Humans can't, but apparently the spirit's very good. Apparently. And it returned in seven years time on uh, multiple historical accounts reference that it stated its focus was on John Bell Jr. Um, also having new intelligent conversations that we can actually note were about, uh, where life began. You know, I assume that's probably like evolution and spiritual awakening Christianity, ancient and other civilizations, and supposedly predicted a majority of events in the Civil War, kind of like a spirit like Nostradamus. Okay. So then tell me, where the hell does the Bell Witch Cave come into play with all of this? So the Bell Witch Cave is actually just the name that they gave the farm, apparently, when I was reading the historical accounts. There's no actual cave for the Bell Witch. Then what the fuck did they It's kind of like, this is like the property, and maybe it was like a cave postponed off the site, but from what I could research is that the Bell Witch Cave is just the entire property. Huh. That's misleading, too. It's fucking weird, right? <coughs> first off, this wasn't even a witch, and secondly, this wasn't even a cave. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, if you guys so actually know of the Bell Witch Cave, and I just didn't find this in my investigation, yeah. feel Please, free to fucking yeah, fill me in. Let us know. Let's have intelligent conversations, yeah. adult to adult, 
Yeah, Sorry, right. children. But Stay the fuck out. out. In today's terms. <laughs> yeah. I'm always but... <laughs> pretty in today's terms. <laughs> um, if there's something that we're missing, or if there's something that, you know, we didn't find in this investigation, or a theory that we can't come up with, leave it in the comment section. Um, Let well, me tell you, too, we're also fucking stumped a lot of the time. So doing this research and doing this investigation and having this podcast, we're just trying to have a good time and investigate weird shit. Just know, it's not necessarily for recreational use. I actually don't like that term. I like the term adult use. Because... But do you want to use it for medical or recreational? That should be up to you. But it's like smoking a cigarette. Like, you should be of age to... Take that yes. in and be mature about it. Or exactly. Ha- having a drink. I say adult use because um, for people like, I'll say for me, for instance, I use it every day so that I can at least feel normal. Mm-hmm. I can at least feel comfortable in my own skin because yeah. there are days where I have really bad social anxiety and doing something like this is actually really cool. And I hope every single one of you out there loves it. We're totally not done, and this is totally off-tangent. But adult use of, you know... Smoking weed, do what your pleasure is and do it responsibly is all we ask. Everybody has their vice in life, and if you think alcohol is a better choice to enjoy your time than smoking a Have a drink with us. Have a toke with us. Have a little trip with us. You know, like, I... We enjoy a lot of shows like Fuck That's Delicious. We enjoy a lot of shows that Vice puts out. We enjoy a lot of podcasts that I put out on, like, BuzzFeed and stuff. We enjoy them because we're able to watch them in this state that we are in, and we're able to do our own investigations and produce this podcast. We're able to live on a higher higher frequency, We're just free thinkers. We'll speak freely. You know, you can definitely share your thoughts. All we ask is for that basic respect back to us, especially on our podcast. This is our... First one, and we're really, really cool people. And so, so if you want to share something with us, just yeah. be cool. Let I, us know. If yeah. you've got tips or if you've got advice, let us know. Yeah. And if you want to have us investigate a case that you found really interesting, feel free to, like, let us chime know. in. We like that shit. But back to... Oh, yeah. So let's go back to the spirit. So uh, after I predicted, like, the events of... Some of the events of the Civil War, which I found was really fucking weird. Above all else, the spirit was like attacking, 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 killed John Bell Sr. All of a sudden, seven years visited John Bell Jr. And then predicted and spoke about all these things, which A, I think John Bell Jr. might have been a drunk. Or B, he might have been suffering from a mental illness. Or C, maybe he was on a higher train of thought with some shit that he found in the woods, and I don't know, and he just had this envisioning. For your mind! Yeah, this time it stayed a little bit less than a month, accounting for about three weeks, and then just bounced with another promise, these hand-to-dandy promises, uh, to visit the descendants of John Bell Jr. It never fucking ends. First off, this promise was 107 years later is when it promised to visit. Okay, that's an awfully exact time. So, yeah. And... Seven fucking years. little fucking sketch. Uh, so after this, after it bounced right, um, let's go back into where Betsy left off and Robert Powell. Obviously, Betsy was single. Joshua Gardner didn't work out. So after the death of her father and the death of Powell's secret wife, Esther Scott, in Nashville, Tennessee, which a lot of uh, um, 
people speculate that believe in the supernatural believe that he actually also summoned a spirit to, t- to take out his wife, like a supernatural hitman. Yeah, <laughs> take that. Take that for just a moment. And uh, Powell and Betsy actually married so, in 1824. Oh my fucking god, it all pulls together, dude. Powell. It's right there. Powell. Fucking Powell. The teach. That is disgusting. <laughs> a fucking teacher. At 11 years oh, older. Oh my god. He was 24 when he first showed interest in Betsy. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's I mean, weird. that's a little bit much. That's I feel like, like 11 yeah. and 24. Yeah, it's Dude, 11 You years call older. me a cradle 13 robber. 13 24, 13 24. Anybody calls me a cradle robber. Her boyfriend's a little bit younger than her, so we give her some <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, a little bit younger than me. He's in another generation. I know, but hey, you know what? It's fucking... Five. Five years. Five years younger. <laughs> five years. Sorry to leave you, you on You know what I say, guys. Lisa? Five. I say, hell fucking yeah. You do you. You got yourself a little nice POV. My boyfriend's six years older than me. Fucking rocks it. He's robbing the grave. The cr- cradle. Not cradle. He's robbing the grave. <laughs> I think that was the greatest thing I've ever heard. Okay. Um, so, um, back to Robert Powell. So, Powell and Betsy got married in 1824, and there are many that still speculate about Powell practicing the occult um, to manipulate a lot of situations, not just the death of Betsy's father, not just the death of his secret wife, but financial and political gain. He actually worked his way up to be part of the political parties, and I forgot what exactly he was elected for, but it was a higher-up thing in his little township. Um, And uh, he actually had about $200,000 accumulated in the bank, which for that time was a lot of shit. But in 1837, due to a freak steamboat accident, tell me, everyone who wants to live in this time period again. Who, Who can guess it, guys? <laughs> who wants to guess who what killed Mr. Powell? Dinging actually no, it wasn't the steamboat accident that killed him. Oh. He fucking just ended up dying from natural causes. Um there's been a lot of different oh. things. But the steamboat took away all of his money. So he lost two hundred thousand dollars and his family could not even afford a headstone when he passed away in eighteen forty eight. So he was buried in an unmarked grave. Uh, Betsy remained unmarried widow until her death in 1888. So that was kind of a little time lapse in between. Fast forward. Jing, 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 jing. 107 years later. It is 1935. And you've got Dr. Charles Bailey Bell. Who was the last known descendant and was the promised descendant 107 years later to be visited by the spirit and actually wrote a book about the Bell Witch and was the last known Bell family member to have an account and uh, an accreditation in writing a published material about the encounters that his family dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, that, it basically sums up our case in whole. We don't really know what this is. Uh, my questions are, Lisa, what would you speculate this was from the evidence and the investigation accumulated? You know, I look at Theorist. everything, I look at everything as it's a story. Yeah. So, like a detective looks at a crime scene, they have to literally work backwards, mm-hmm. pretty much, and pray to God you don't fucking trip. <laughs> yeah. So, how I look at it is, let's just say, I was starting to believe that, you know, maybe the land was cursed, or... Oh. 
That's May right. I didn't forget. I forgot about saying that Bell Sr. sold a bad piece of property. And the woman he sold it to was like either some widow or some spinster. And she actually said she would curse his own property. Predates. I mean, I guess I should have mentioned that like way back in the beginning of the Sorry, guys. Stone. <laughs> so maybe they were just on a cursed piece of land, but. It didn't make sense to me because there's no other accounts. It's only with the family. So maybe I thought, well, it's maybe... with Betsy, too. Maybe they're cursed. Apparently. Maybe yeah. she did something that she shouldn't have. Another thing that comes to mind, which is a little bit more realistic, is um, what Hollywood portrays. But, again, there's no evidence stating that. Yeah. And from the sounds of it, they were pretty open to people staying there and witnessing these accounts. And they actually got attacked too, which was really, really Johnson yeah. and his family, Jackson and his unit. Yeah, so what really blew my mind was when you brought up the teacher. <laughs> and Ooh, it's like always the teacher. He is too. known to practice in the occult. Mm -hmm. He obviously had a thing for Bessie. Why he provoked the spirit to beat her is a little... I feel like it's super misogynistic. To me, like, I feel like that's sadistic as fuck. You know, Marquis de Sade was way back before this case even happened, and he's the first person that actually the term S&M was based off of. Oh, so I God. feel like it's been around for quite some time. Human, Dude, like, what, torture and, like, what interest in that. What people do to get their rocks off? <laughs> I mean, really? Well, back in the day, they used to beat people, whip them, throw honey on them, and then watch them get stung just for, like, Dude. court's pleasure, like king and oh, queens. Fuck. I know. Fucking no. weird. Uh, First off, okay. Robert Powell might have been bored in this little town, decided, okay, I'm just going to practice came this shit. from somewhere else, also married. Yeah. Like, that I feel like itself, it has nothing with him practicing the esoterics. It's him taking it on the black magic to manipulate. No you know what people manipulate. look at? You know what people look for in credibility is longevity, loyalty, that kind of thing. How long you've stuck around. This guy came from fucking out of town. Besides, he just wants to be a to teacher. Put a hit on his wife. Yeah. And then puts a hit on Bessie's dad. <laughs> then this shit starts yeah. happening. Off fucking Mr. Bell. God rest <laughs> his soul. I know, Rest I know, I do feel like, yeah. You know, and I can understand why, because, you know, maybe that's his little girl. What if he was just trying to protect her? Fuck yeah, dude. You know? So, in my eyes, it's just like, that right there. Yeah. Like, you think this is an unsolved... Solved it. Solved it. It's Next pal. one. Next one. Steve Harvey, Please. we're going to be Thank on you. Family Feud, and we want you to ask <laughs> these questions. What is the number one answer to the Bell Witch family property haunting? Who caused it? Robert, ding, ding, ding. Robert Powell. <laughs> <coughs> Robert Powell, everyone. Robert Powell. <laughs> Robert Powell. <laughs> do, do I get a million dollars? How about a... <coughs> how about three fifty? Steve Harvey just gives you that, like, $200 Visa gift card for the family that doesn't win a card. But, hey, we got the answers right. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, uh... Going way back, uh, one of the other weird things I want to mention is what the fuck was that creature in the cornfield and how did it have any fucking Jack relation? Lope. Dude, bro. It just was like the weird okay. little like starter what of this. What if he was just hallucinating some shit? It could have been night. 
That's what I'm saying. What if these people were all just fucking hallucinating? What if they could have just been a dog, dude? Like, it's the middle of the night. What if he doesn't have... What if this guy's got cataracts and that's just what it looks like? That's what I'm saying. Back then, you didn't have surgery to fix that shit. Okay, um... So that about sums it up. I think Lisa's gonna continue with this with the weird fact of the day, which... Uh, in our podcast, we want to always mention, uh, besides our investigations and besides the weed we choose to smoke and talk a little about, we also want to bring up a weird, creepy, fun fact of the day and a current event to keep you in the know in the world that we live today because, uh, you just sh- should be aware. Sometimes it's shit. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's just something that you can, uh, that will directly affect you or affect those that you love. So, uh, by doing so, I think we're going to look up and see this, uh, creepy fun fact of the day. Lisa, when you're ready. Let me place you on a brief hold. Your internet is slow as fuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let me place that hold music on her quick. Alright, so the fact of the day, or the creepy weird fact of the day that I thought was pretty interesting. I'm sorry it doesn't relate anywhere near the case, but... Um, <laughs> That's okay. It's so um, fun. A human head remains conscious for about 20 seconds after being decapitated. Yeah. That's pretty... It's pretty long after your head's trippy. been removed from your body. I was yeah. telling Lisa during our little break that I actually just read about this case where an ambulance EMT... Uh, I can't remember if EMT or if it was a passenger to the driver that got its head decapitated. Um, saw the decapitated head fly from the driver's body and saw the expression on the decapitated head change from confusion to absolute horror and like terror kind of in that understanding that, oh shit, I'm dead. And then just, it was gone. That's so... <laughs> Creepy. Weird. Imagine being beheaded, like, back in the days with, like, the guillotine, your head oh, would just fall into a know, basket, oh, and you just look that? up and see the next person being placed what, there. What is that painting? There's a painting of a... Uh, Medusa! The Medusa... Uh, like, head being held? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's the painting of Medusa, her head, and it's just like... You can see her terror. Yeah. It's totally true, dude. I I personally think, although it's a painless way, I suppose, I think your spirit is what produces that consciousness level in your spirit. Once it has to leave your body, your body's obviously not going to be opera- operational anymore. Functioning, it leaves, but it still gives you that like lasting memory of your death, mm-hmm. which I find is really interesting. Yeah. So, there's your uh, creepy, creepy fact of the day. All what right. do you got for me, Mandy? So, uh, mine is not nearly as creepy, um, although I wish it was. Uh, the current event of the day, I've actually got two. One is, I know you guys have probably been watching the news, or at least have some social connection to find this out. But the 12 uh, boys that were stuck in a cave in Thailand, as well as the 13th person being their coach, have been rescued uh, by the Thai Navy SEALs, as well as a few other volunteers and medical forces. Now, there has been one death reported, which was a Thai Navy SEAL. Um, 
man who I cannot pronounce his name, but you can definitely find it <laughs> online. Um, he passed away because he was actually sacrificing himself to save one of the victims by giving them his oxygen. So my hat's off to you, sir. That was an amazing act and I wish you the best in the next life. Mm -hmm. As well as my other second current event happens to be the uh, Trump's official nominee as Supreme Court Justice Replacement. Uh, that nominee is Brett Kavanaugh. Now, why I believe this to be important is because I'm a very big uh, women's rights advocate, uh, advocate as well as a pro-choice. Um, in my mind, uh, there's been a lot of concern about Roe v. Wade being overturned or reversed. Now, if the Roe v. Wade, which is a famous abortion law, making it legal for all states to carry abortions in the first trimester given the woman's choice, there are some stipulations, but for the most part, it doesn't give a lot of power to the states. If that gets reversed, up to 22 states could face um, their own laws based on it, which in some states that tend to be a little bit more conservative or religious might look against abortion, although that's not what I'm necessarily stating. That is just a speculation. Um, so I do wish the very best for um, the nominee, and I hope that the best choices can be made because it does put the off-kilter to have the Supreme Court, um, I always want to say Supreme Court Justice League, but the Supreme Court Justice <laughs> judges um, yes to be more conservative and I just hope that there can be a really big spectrum given that we're a bipartisan system and everything is based on black and white and what party you stand for and there's no just humankind who's your, sometimes. Who's your favorite superhero? <laughs> Supreme Court Justice League! <laughs> I know, I always want to say that. Anyways, um, just so you're in the know for the world we live in today, uh, we just want to wish you a wonderful any time of day that you're listening to this podcast and we do appreciate uh, you listening uh, not to say that the more followers the better but we just like to uh, be in people's houses and their earbuds while they're driving to work or on road trips or on a plane just giving you some interesting tidbits about uh, American history not necessarily American but just uh, paranormal history, the human psyche everything you could think of, we want to be here mm -hmm. for your creepy listening pleasure yes so uh choo-choo ka-choo on out of here <laughs> and have a wonderful rest of your day take care signing out this is mandy this is lisa peace